everyone and welcome to a new episode of the Career Club podcast. I hope you have your mimosas as usual. I don't have a mimosa right now. I'm just taking a mango juice, but I guess that would do. I hope you guys have had a great week. Um, I've had a really long week. It's just, I'm recording this on a Tuesday and it feels like the week has been like five days already. I can't wait for Friday. I'm traveling this weekend, so that is exciting for me. And I just, I just want to leave work and just not think about anything with work but I guess we'll dive right into the episode as anyone I feel like this is a question that people will probably listen to this and be like uh, duh we have but I'll ask anyways has anyone ever heard of chat GPT um I know most of you have if not all of you it is the new trendy AI tool that everyone has been using. You can use it for literally anything. So I'm in a mentorship program and I was talking to my mentor the other day and she was, um, she's an instructor in a university. And she was telling me about how she had gone for this conference. And in the conference, the, the, the speaker had kind of showed how AI, um, is pretty biased towards in terms of the people that created the tool are basically um, white male um, folks. And because of that, they're biased towards a certain number of people. Anyways, that's just a sidebar. Um, I thought that was an interesting thing because she said that um, the speaker had done like a, a demonstration for them and she had asked the speaker to, to talk to um, to try and fire an employee, um, but as a male presenting uh, person. And the language that the tool had presented was totally different from when the presenter told the tool to fire an employee as a female presenting person. The tool had used words like empathize and just the language added more feelings when it became female, but I thought that was interesting. I thought I would uh, start this episode with that. I don't know if it's a fact or whatever that is. But I know everyone has heard of that tool. I have. I know everyone's talking about AI and how, how AI is coming to take everyone's jobs. I don't think AI can take my job, though. I don't know. At least if I was a doctor and nurse, I would be more sure that AI can't take my job because, I don't know, maybe a robot... A robot can do like a surgery, I guess. But have any one of you ever tried using the tool for anything other than asking it a random question? I know I've I've used it once to kind of help me draft an email. I guess where I'm going to is have you ever used it to build your resume? I think um the tool it definitely has its it's good and bad, but I think it's more good than bad. Um, because a lot of times, I know I've had times when um, I have like an abandoned blog when I need inspiration or I just need to think of a word or something to write and I just can't think of it. Sometimes I even find myself Googling the word, but it's just not coming. I feel like the chat GPT tool is something that a lot of people can use to be more creative in a lot of different ways. 
And one of those ways that you can explore your creativity is using it to build your resume. Now, this is not one of those podcasts that I'm telling you the five things you need to have on your resume. You need to have this, you need to have that. I feel like that topic has been overflogged and everyone in 2023 should definitely know what should go on their resume and what should not. However, if you do not know that, stick around. We'll definitely touch on that at the end of this towards the end of this episode but right now I just want to see like I tried using the the tool to build a resume so what I did was I went on there and I just said um can you build me a resume and the response was of course I'd be happy to help you build your resume please provide me with your current resume and let me know what specific areas or aspects you'd like me you'd like me to focus on so what I did was I copied one of my very old resumes that I've used when I first moved to Canada and um I basically it basically just edited it and added certain words made it look more professional and I was like why don't I play around more with this and i said can you customize it to show transferable skills for human resources assistant role and the two responded and i guess the ai responded and said certainly here's a customized version of your resume that highlights transferable skills for human resource assistance role now what's interesting about this and what's different about between this one and the previous one was the language so the pre the new one says um i'll just read it out quickly it says demonstrated excellent communication skills while welcoming customers and addressing their needs in a friendly and professional manner while the old one the old one said welcome customers and visitors in a friendly and warm manner ensuring a positive first impression if you notice it's highlighting the skills that were demonstrated and those skills are skills that you would find in uh in a human resources role it highlights interpersonal skills in the updated resume it talks about problem solving skills talks about demonstrated attention to detail by maintaining a well-presented store and organizing merchandise effectively now i was like why don't i go a bit further and see what this tool could do and then i said can you show measurable results so which means give me numbers give me percentages on my resume and um, it says provided excellent customer service, res- resulting in ninety-five percent positive feedback, ranging from rating from from guests. Um, collaborated with cross-functional teams to receive guests to resolve guest issues, resulting in thirty percent reduction in customer complaints. Now, obviously, you want to make sure. That whatever it is that you're putting on your resume, you can absolutely defend it. So if these numbers are, this is like, I feel like this tool is best used. Sorry, I'm just going to take a sip of my drink. Um, so what was I saying? I feel like this tool is best used as a reference, like a, a reference template um so if it gives you like a 95% positive feedback rating from guests and you know that you cannot defend that because in an interview if I was recruiting for a role and I see all 95% positive feedback so you're telling me that literally if out of 50 
um, you've you've had 90, 45 customers give you a positive feedback rating. If I go, how can you defend that? Um, if it's a thing of your name, as I mentioned on a website, maybe you're working as a front desk um, agent at a hotel and your name and somebody left a review and said, oh, when I went to this hotel, this person was really great. You can use that as a reference and say, oh, I did this. Or it's something that you can say when you're... Um, just as long as you can defend it, it doesn't have to be a, a, a visual defense, but as long as you can speak to what you've done. So anyways, um, it says utilize upselling techniques and products in order to increase average transaction value by 10%. It just basically added to every point, uh, every description of duties on the resume it basically added like a number i made sure like here it said as it says assisted with participant management resulting in a hundred percent accurate participant list and streamlined registration process and then i was like can you make the resume more personable and guess what it did it gave it a more um, used words that were like eager, enthusiastic, fostering a positive and collaborative work environment, took pride in maintaining, uh, used my product knowledge, skillfully op operated cash registers while fostering a friendly and engaging atmosphere. So basically, you can literally use this tool to your advantage. You can tell it whatever it is that you want it to do. However, like I said, you have to make sure that you're being as transparent as possible on your resume in terms of you are not padding things. You're not lying about the jobs that you've done. You're making sure that it's something that if you sit in, a, in an interview and they ask you questions, references about the resume that you provide, you can speak to it. I think it's just like when you're in school. If you're in a class and you were told to to do an assignment, I know I, I know when I was um doing my second degree, a lot of people were using um uh course hero and, and things like that. Now, if you gave somebody um your assignment to do, or you paid somebody to do your assignment, and you're submitting a project where you have to present common sense is just it's just i just feel like it goes without saying that you review the assignment that you've done or that somebody else has done for you before submitting it so you can speak to it so that's just how this works you have to make sure that whatever it is that you have in your resume if you build it with with or without chat gpt you have to make sure that you can speak to what you have there so I know I said that this episode was not going to be one of those episodes where I tell you what to add and what to remove from your resume. Um, but I guess I lied because I'm about to talk about that exactly. Except now I'm not giving you like a list of things to do, one, do this, do that. Um, number one thing I want to say is that if any recruiter that is, and anybody that works in the HR space can speak to this, it takes literally a recruiter less than three minutes to review your resume and look for if you have the kind of role, um, if you have the kind of experience that they're looking for before forwarding your resume to the hiring manager and calling you for a pre-screen, literally. And that three minutes can either make or mar you um, if you're going to get the job or not. Now, most 
companies, especially in 2023, use something called an applicant tracking system. And how that works, if you've ever applied to a job and you've applied to something and you've seen something like um, a workable, um, if you've applied through an app called Workable, that's an applicant tracking system. How that works is it basically helps the companies track the people that have applied, but at the same time, some applicant tracking systems have have built-in tools that tells the company this person has relevant experience to what you're hiring for. And some some applicant tracking system literally rates people's experiences. So it says this person's experienced, this person's inexperienced. So what you want to do, there's a cheat code around that. And I think that uh, you probably have heard this before. You want to read the job description of the job that you're applying for, of the position that you're applying for. A lot of people, and this is why it's not advised to do bulk applications. Don't apply to 50 positions at once. Research the company, check if this is this would be a good fit for you. Read through the job description, compare that to what you have on your resume. If you feel like there's a little discrepancy, or you feel like it doesn't fit, honestly, you're not doing anything illegal by picking one or two sentences or one or two words, as long as you can paraphrase them into your own words. And this is where ChatGPT comes in. As long as you can paraphrase them into your own words and make them sound as good and as similar to what you have on the job description, don't, so I'd like to put a disclaimer, don't change the entire thing in your resume and copy and paste what's on the job description, even if you're paraphrasing it. You just want one of those two words. Like if if the role says we need somebody, um, if the job description says we need somebody with warehousing experience or um, uh, let me think of, of something real quick. If the job description says have, also if you're applying for a uh, human resources role and it says have full recycle, um, full cycle recruitment experience, what you want to do is you want to put that word full cycle recruitment. If you might have done recruitment, but you, you don't know if it's full cycle or not, you want to add that word to your resume. And then you want to put certain keywords. If they're saying they're hiring for a warehousing manager, put that on your resume. Even if you were called a warehousing uh, a warehousing lead, if you were doing managerial jobs, some companies call different roles, different things. Put the keywords that you see on the job description on your resume. If it says we're hiring somebody with, with, an, with an MBA, put that MBA on your resume. Um, Obviously, you want to make sure that it's actually something that you have. Also, you want to make your resume as simple as possible. A lot of people these days have seen a lot of different resumes. Resumes designed on Canva, resumes with pictures. Now, that's not to say that that's not useful. If you're hire, if you're applying for, um, let's say, a graphic designer role, or you're applying for a photographer job, or you're applying for a UI UX um, uh, role, and you're trying to you're trying to show the kind of things that you've done. You're trying to show your work on your resume. Please be my guest. Go ahead and do that, but don't come and be putting pictures on resumes if you're going to apply for an office job like a 
what kind of role can I think of if you're applying for a project manager and you're putting pictures? That's not going to work. If I see, well, I, I don't want to say that's not going to work, but it's just it's just taking away from the content of your resume. I know a, a couple of people that would have, I know some people that have applied with like those kind of spruced up resumes and they've gotten the job. And that's because what they put on the resume was not distracting enough for the recruiter, the hiring manager to, to say, oh, I'm not looking through this. I don't have time. They were still able to get through, but 99% of, of, of the time, it's best to just explain, go straight to the point. You don't need pictures. You don't need any elaborate thing on your resume. Just a white sheet and type your your skills, your experience, everything that you have and submit. You literally don't need to have, your resume doesn't need to have six colors and you want to make it as concise as possible. While you want to highlight the things that you've done, you want to make sure that you're not over explaining because like I said, somebody is just going to take five minutes peek at most at your resume and that's it. Nobody's going to look at it too much. Don't put anything. Um, and also you want to make sure it's, it's straightforward. And another thing, that I would say is you can, most people think their resume should be in chronological order. However, you don't have to do that. Now, you have to be careful if you're not making it chronological. The only reason why you don't have to make it chronological is if you're highlighting a role that you feel like fits best in the job. And you don't have to put more, this September 19. 2015 to September 18, 2016. Just put the years that you did it. You can put 2023 to 2024, something like that. So you don't have to go chronological. And by chronological, I mean you don't have to go from the very first job you've ever had to the current job. You can you can make it not chronological, like just a functional resume where you have the kind that shows your skills, accomplishments, and career highlights only focusing on where you worked somewhere. So that would mean you're listing your most relevant abilities and achievements as they pertain to the job that you're applying for. So that would spotlight your transferable skills and, um, and, and, and things like that. However, like I said, you have to be careful when you're doing this because it could if 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 they bring you into an interview and a hiring manager could say why is your resume all, all scattered? And then you have to be ready to defend it and say you're trying to highlight this and this. Um, so I would not recommend this format exactly. Just use this if maybe the role is um, hiring for an advisor role um, and a financial advisor role. And you've, you've, you've done this like three years ago, but currently you switched careers maybe you switch into it but now you're trying to go back into that role you don't want to put obviously the first thing you don't want the first thing they're looking at when they look at your resume as a, a front-end developer you want them to see that you've done work as a financial advisor that's when you want to do that and you have to be ready you have to be very very ready to defend it very very ready um and also like I said, you have to make sure that you're using measurable, measurable um, 
you have to make sure your resume is measurable. Like, like what I told you, Chat GPT to do earlier. You can say um, assisted ninety five percent of the customers to do this. Coordinated um, hundred percent of the tasks or the business meetings and this and that that went out surpassed Q one twenty twenty team revenue goal by two million dollars. You want to make it measurable, but you have to also be defend. You have to also be ready to defend it. You have to also, like I said, be ready, be ready to defend it. And another thing that you can do is make your LinkedIn profile as updated as possible. We're going to talk about the LinkedIn um, optimization in a different episode. So I won't touch on that as much as possible. But I'll just briefly say you want to make sure that what you have on your resume is similar to what you have on your LinkedIn. Now, you can tweak the title just a little bit, but you want to make sure that as much as possible, if somebody's looking through your LinkedIn, because these days, most of the jobs that I've gotten are actually uh, two of my most recent jobs. I got them through LinkedIn, and they've all looked through my LinkedIn profile. So imagine if they looked through my LinkedIn profile and they saw something else, and then they're looking at my resume, and then I'm going to look like a liar. And um, like I said earlier, tailor your resume to the job that you're applying for. Don't just bulk apply. Apply to a job where you read through the resume, tailor the resume to the company that you're targeting, the challenges that you're facing, what skills are needed, and how can you add value to that. Also, I feel like a lot of people make this mistake when they're... um, they're they're writing up their resume make sure that all your fonts align and align your documents to have the same format if the headings have their if they're bolded make all the headings on your resume bolded if after every sentence you have a comma make every sentence you're the last sentence obviously that would have a full stop make sure that it is like that for all for all the other jobs that you highlight on your resume. If you're putting a full stop after everything, make sure that it's a full stop. If you're using Times New Roman 12, which is the standard that almost everyone uses or Arial, please make sure that everything is Times New Roman. Don't use italics in one part of your resume and then come to the other part and make it bold. This is not a time to experiment and show your artistic side. We're just looking to see the role and what you bring to the job and another thing that you want to do is avoid repetition make sure that you're you're staying as organized as possible as organized as possible um and i already talked about quantifying your achievements by saying oh i did 50 percent of this 60 percent of that and another thing that you want to do is you want to always make sure that your resume is in a pdf format and when you're naming the the job I, I I was just talking to somebody recently. I had saved their resume on my laptop, and I saved it as, um, I just saved it as a, a generic name, their name and resume. But I had like five different versions of the resume on my laptop, and I was trying to look for the most recent one that I'd done for a different job, but I couldn't find it. And the person was like, "Why did you not name the resume as the date?" 
you made the resume and the job you applied to with this resume that would make you go back and if somebody calls you and says oh i'm calling from um what company can i think of i'm calling from microsoft for the job you applied to yesterday and you're like did i ever apply to microsoft you can go back and check your files and say oh i applied to microsoft on this day because trust me i've made that mistake a lot of times i've applied to jobs that i i cannot remember even applying to because some jobs take like seven to i don't know six weeks and i don't know how long it takes some companies to hire people and, and go through resumes so you want to do that and it also allow you to be able to track the things that you've done easily as easy as possible lastly you want to make sure that on your resume you don't have your full address just say your city and your state or your province you don't need to put i live in number 15 displaced street yaba you don't need all of that. You just need the city and the state or the province that you live in. And another thing you can do is you can put the location of the company that you're applying for, as long as you know that you're open to relocation. So if you can get through the applicant tracking system, because some applicant tracking system uh, reviews resume based on the location on the resume so just you can get your foot in the door and if the if the recruiter calls you for a pre-screen you can defend it and say um well i currently live here but i'm open to relocating to alberta i'm open to relocating to this place or that place um and then another thing you, you want to do is you want to upskill so you just need micro certifications coursera udemy linkedin certification all those things would also be a very good addition to your resume and you want to make sure that you're taking those micro certifications in the actual roles that you're looking to get and the actual positions that you're looking to get over time so yeah um, this is just all I had for this episode about resume building and using ChatGPT to optimize your resume. All of these things that I just spoke about that you need to have in your resume are literally things that you can use ChatGPT for. You don't, and also I just wanted to make sure, mention that we have resume building tools. There's resume.ia, um, I believe that's what the website, no, resume.io. And you can also use this resume building tool to build a simple resume. Um, it's very easy to use. It's very user-friendly. You just update your employment history and it scores your resume. Also, in recent times, I have used um, Zeti Builder. Um, Zeti Resume Builder is very good. And I think I pay like a thousand, a thousand, one dollar, and something cents every every month. I can't remember how much it is that I'm charged now. That's also very good, but at the same time, you have to watch out, make sure that this resume building apps or the website or the platforms are not giving you like a Canva type of resume. You're not a, a graphic designer. So you want something easy, something fun to read, something that I can look at and I can see all your skills in under three minutes just the white paper and black fonts 
Times New Roman 12 and just type and just show me what you have and what you can bring to the world. Now, um, cover letters, are they important? Are they not important? I feel like people have moved from the days of using cover letters. If you feel like you're good at writing and you want to highlight your skills or you want to highlight something that you don't have in your resume, by all means, please go ahead and write the cover letter. I personally don't like applying to jobs that ask, ask for cover letters, but um, if the job requires one and it's something that you you really want and you really want the role, please go ahead. And um, also ZC, I think that's what it's called, helps you kind of build a cover letter based on your experience and you can edit that and also you can use chat gpt but make sure that you read what you have in there and edit it to fit what you're what you're currently doing i guess um you i i guess that's all i have and i hope you guys have enjoyed this episode and i did not bore you too much i got feedback the last episode was a little bit too serious i hope this one is I made I try to make it as light-hearted as possible. If you have any questions, um, any concerns, any recruitment concerns, anything around HR, your career, please don't hesitate to ask me. Um, and I'll be able to provide any questions. A lot of exciting things are coming up with the Career Club podcast, and I cannot wait to share with you and uh, go on this journey with you guys. I hope you guys have a great week. I love everyone that is listening and I really appreciate you. I appreciate you and um, I just want to say thank you. Without you, obviously, there will be no podcast. So I'll be talking to myself. Um, anyways, have a good evening wherever you are or morning or night, whatever time that you're listening to this or afternoon. Um, and thank you. Bye.